and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. Joining us now on the program, he is the, the mayor of our fine city. Mayor Bill Mutz is here. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, and it's great that we're not making lame landmarks That's here. That's right. That's yeah, correct. no lame landmarks. <laughs> That's hard to say. City. That's right. Lame uh, landmarks. We have a great, That's hard to say. Right. Um, yeah, so um, we're just curious uh, what's going on with uh, Lakeland right now. Well, you know, we're... In a period of time where <clears throat> maybe the conver- maybe the um, uh, items aren't that uh, exciting, but they're very very important, which we're <clears throat> re- excuse me, no, which, okay. which we're really focusing on infrastructure and the strategic planning that we're going to start doing in you February. You need a water or something? We can get uh, you a water. No, I just needed to get to do this. <clears throat> she has okay. a whole lot of water over here. And well, we have it. water in the fridge we're too. We're now so. clear. There you go. <laughs> and, and and so um that's that's super important because as we continue our growth, even in an economy that is somewhat tentative, and I think we has as practical matters, we have mm-hmm. to be um, you know, aware of that. We are not living in that. And so both right. both on the state of Florida side as well as our city, we have to uh anticipate the continued growth with some cautions about making certain we're not uh, looking at things that could create long-term overspending. So that stuff doesn't, you know, sound like super exciting, but right. but it's extremely important because it's what we're doing for the next five to 10 years in terms of um, capital expenditures, et cetera. Um, we had a wonderful Martin Luther King week this past week. Uh, there were so many celebrations all along the way in the Jazz Fest. And right. it's just, it's fun to see the city be able to celebrate uh, that so well. Um, we have... Uh, uh, some other good transitions taking place that we have had uh, in this last two months really throughout the Christmas. And one of the ones that I'm super excited about uh, that has happened is we now have our body cams out and deployed. And so they're mm. up. And th- and that is an important aspect right. to us. It is. And uh, uh, and recently it seems like uh, even more so yes. because of uh, some, uh, some civilian video that's come up that shows, uh, I mean, Obviously, they're, they're, it's still being talked about and uh, being decided, but, uh, you know, first glance doesn't look good for LPD in that video that's uh, out there. Yeah, and I think that's really right? – uh, exactly, and I think that's an important thing for us to consider that um, we want all the views of things that happen, and really uh, this um, enables that to take place because it is whatever it is, mm. and we have to uh, uh, respond appropriately to those things, and I think our chief – uh, has done a great job in, in putting those officers aside while this investigation takes place. We want all our citizens treated well, mm-hmm. and we want the training that comes from those moments that are not good moments to be adequate. And um, and we want just good, normal, uh, fair treatment across the board for everyone. And right. so in the process of that, these are just a super important tool. It makes you wish they had been out three weeks earlier than they were. But sure. on the other hand, we have to start and, and they're in place. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, we want to make sure that people know that if it turns out that uh, there's been some inappropriate behavior, then It'll be that dealt will with, be dealt with accordingly. You bet. Right? You bet. And that's why you let the process take place without trying to superintend that you understand what the end is always because there are, there can be other mitigating factors that um, 
uh, we we determine. And so as we go through that process, just be patient. And, and that's my word of the year, by the way. I pick a word of the year every year, and I'm going, oh, why did I pick this this year? Because <laughs> you know how you learn to be patient as you get frustrated with things. And, and so, um, but I really, I want to work on uh, making certain we're being as deliberate as possible and all, always working on fairness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what are some issues that are exciting to you as we move into the spring? Well, I was uh, actually, uh, there, there was one that, uh, that, that, that was up recently that... Um, uh, aside from myself, there are some other people who feel the same way that I do about this. I feel like uh, the uh, turning down of um, the, uh, I guess, the, the permit for mm -hmm. the uh, special event venue, um, it was called the chapel, and they were willing to call it the garden, the garden or, right. or, or whatever the case may be. I, I just feel like the city kind of dropped the ball on that because it doesn't send a good message to small business when it's already been approved by the Planning Commission, uh, the Downtown Development uh, Authority has uh, put their stamp of approval on it. Uh, the people who own the venue are, you know, have their money out and are trying to hand it to the city. Uh, but then the city council steps in and says no. So I, I just feel like it's very, uh, it, it's, it feels like to me a rejection to small business. Well, uh, since we love small business, you yeah. know, it's not a rejection of small business. I think that was a problem that had a lot of thematic uh, emotional motivation in it. It was, it and, was and, too emotional, and, in my right, opinion. No, well, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah. And, and I don't think that – and first of all, that's not an area that we vote on anyway. People can theme their business the way they want to theme their business on the inside. So ours was really, is it appropriate sitting between the church and Meriton? Is that the best location for an additional bar? And that's the way it would have functioned as not only as an event center because it would have been required by a permit to be – to run as a bar. Right, right. And that was, and, and I think you heard uh, thoughtfully Commissioner Music, if you listened to the process of that, really mm. that's what he was wrestling with. Right. Is how do we protect the opportunities for small businesses to open where they need to be? It's not that we won't have additional bars downtown. We are going to. Right. Uh, it's what is the most appropriate thing for the CRA to try and produce in that space. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, Round, Seems I have like a, so many people though were just were, were swayed by the fact of what the building used to be, rather than an, a, a building that's been unused for for a number of years now, uh, and uh, you know whether yes. or not it was a, a a house of worship or a funeral parlor or whatever it was at, at some point. Right, it's still just a building at this Correct. point. Uh, and if you're going to go strictly by uh, religious principles, the church is not the building; it's the people. Correct. No, and right? and so and we aren't going to make a decision based on those things alone. Right. So the, so I think it. I have a meeting with that owner at three o'clock today, and that's, and that's to move forward. And and that's the reason why I don't. We never want to restrict small businesses. We probably are going to take take two on this well, one. Well, yeah. Once again, you know, there's things. You know, it's it's a perception. You know, yes, from yes, yes. When people see something and uh, you know they perceive it a certain way, uh, whether or not that's. A, what it is, mm -hmm. uh, perception is reality in, sure. in most people. Yes, and, and and so I certainly appreciate your position, and I can, yeah. and, and it's arguable. We'll put something in there, and it'll work for everybody. And but more importantly, what do we do with the entire block? Right. And and how no, does yeah. it conform to that kind of thing? And that's yeah. what we're really trying to preserve. And, and that is a, a great uh, place to develop. Um, I, I think you got to try to to avoid gentrification. Uh, yes. At the same time, yes. as trying to develop uh, the area into uh, you know a livable space, 
you know, somewhere where people can walk from Meriton to maybe go out and, and have a bite to eat or have a, a, a cocktail or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And and you that and, and it's safer than driving. Right. So so all of that is in balance. And we hear that. Trust me, we hear mm-hmm. that. So um, I think that let's, is awesome. let's do chapter two on this one. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Lynn and Nick and Lorianne here with the, the Honorable Mayor of the City of Lakeland, Mayor Bill Mutz. Um, I don't know what's going on with Lorianne over there, uh, Mr. Mayor. I don't know. Uh, she just loves music. Uh, <laughs> it's dancing in the chair. Oh, or she just took a bite of food. I had a bite right before you came back on, and I was like, oh, I'm still chewing. I better move. <laughs> Didn't want you to hear me chewing. Awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I had thought I had time. <laughs> well, you apparently did because you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I did have time. <laughs> oh. Oh, I have, I have to have man. an apple a day. It keeps the doctor away, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So do we have, is this a, a week where we have a, a commission meeting? Or? It is not. and uh, no. But we do have uh, a pig fest you know, coming oh, up, yeah. which is coming, and that's going to be very, very fun. Everybody mm-hmm. always kicks off for that. Well, that's out at Sun and Fun, of course, again right. this year. Yeah, they moved it a couple of years ago to Sun and Fun, right? Right, right exactly. I haven't been able to see it since they moved to Sun and Fun. Where is it in Sun and Fun? It is in it's, the pavilion area behind, uh, you know, where oh. you drive in by the museum. Yeah. yeah. And there's that whole area behind there where the large hangars are for events sometimes. Oh, it's in that cool. area. Mm. So the, it's a wonderful walking area, and it's oh, plenty yeah. of room for people. It's huge. Is yeah. it where like the covered the covered areas are? No, it's out. You know, it's open aisles. It's like a fair, oh. and it's very very easy to get around. So it's not where like the the hot air balloons go off during sun and fun. No, that's way that's, that's that's okay. Because that's yeah. that's what I was kind of that's thinking. The it was opposite no, side. Okay. Right. So, okay. Uh, on that same south side, but the other corner. Okay, so close to the museum. Okay, right. or close it's, to the school. Right. 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 The school and museum. So yeah. you go past both of those. You can park immediately uh-huh. to the left, and then walk uh, immediately to the west, and there you're in it. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Because I just remember always going to Tigertown for it, so I remember how they. Mm. Remember yes, well, Tigertown was handier for many people, sure. and we had good parking at Tigertown. But a lot of that parking is going away because we're putting in Lake Parker Point there, which is being built, which is affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. There's and there's plenty of parking at Sunnyvale. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of room. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Lots of space. Lots yeah. of space. Well, and Gene Conrad has done a great job out there as he oh, became yeah. the new president of Sun and Fun. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting uh, problems for them has been the absence of having adequate Wi-Fi during the event oh, because yeah. you have 200,000 people at its peak, you know, period of time in that event, and you can't have – people can't get on. And so yeah, you need the we've done a lot of fiber in there. So this is, cool. should be the first year that that's not an issue. Now, is this the, the, city, uh, the city fiber or – It's off – it's – Pulled from the city fiber, mm. but it is a private vendor putting that in. But we haven't uh, got that back up and running or up and running yet, right? Yes. So it's very interesting on that topic. Yeah. I want to divert for just a second. Um, I'm just curious. You we, said we got, we got it, we put the Wi-Fi out there, right? Well, actually, Sun and Fun has been the promotion, and it's been um, uh, uh, effort of uh, pri- another private um, company. Gotcha. And, and what has happened is, is, as always happens in private sector, I was over at the. Um, CFDC had a meeting at the spaceport, and we were the, uh, on Thursday and Friday to learn what businesses we might be able to bring space-related businesses to Central Florida and we could bring into Polk County. And you realize what happens when private sector works to do things more affordably and all that kind of thing. Well, the same thing is true when we did our Summit Broadband contract. And what mm-hmm. happens is the minute that snapped, then other companies came in and started running fiber faster yeah. uh, than they did. So uh, we've Summit itself has not 
done some of the residential work we had hoped would occur, mm. but we are also um, uh, other companies have. Okay. And so that balance takes place. By the way, there's in 2025 regressing back to um, the spaceport, there will be balloons that take eight people up at a time to 70,000 feet in a capsule that's highly pressurized. Really? It's all windows with just a bar in the middle and, ah! and, and, a, and a bathroom. Two hours up, two hours across at 70,000 feet and two hours down. You'd be about 250 miles away from where you started over the ocean, and a boat captures it, brings the people in the interesting back in. Only a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a person. Oh, Uh, that's all. Forty forty percent of the bookings are already all eight people. Seriously. So so that a group has said we'll we'll take a group of eight. Man, forty percent, and they're thirty million dollars in. Goodness gracious! Advance tickets. Wow. <laughs> Who's got, I don't, I, I know. Man. I don't know if I want to do that. That's wild. I would love to do it, but I, I mean, I haven't It's got in a to, balloon. Oh, I'm kind of So there's scared. a huge balloon. The balloon diameter is the width of a football field. Mm. And, Holy and, the, moly. and this hangs below it as just a, a capsule. capsule. Pressurized it's a capsule. It's a pressurized capsule with no suits. I don't. And the difference, do the difference is that you don't go into outer space weightless it's because that's higher. That's right. like 120. Which is only for about fifteen to twenty seconds. Yeah, I don't. Holy I don't moly! Know. I'm just thinking about like a like a zeppelin. I'm just thinking like a big <laughs> hot air, like a big. It has yeah, a right? The capsule has a parachute. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just imagining like a big balloon with a little balloon underneath it that <laughs> yeah. you're inside I'm of. Kind of scared. Seventy thousand feet. With a bathroom feet. somewhere yeah. in the balloon. Yeah, with a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's U2's area. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mayor Bill Mutz, thank you very much. Hey, it's great to see you. Good to see you. This program was pre recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us now on the program from the beautiful campus of Florida Southern College, please welcome with me Dr. Bruce Anderson. Dr. Bruce. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Uh, uh, You have a couple of uh, other people that you brought with you today. I do. I have with me. Uh, Carolyn and Kaylee, they are from my politics and media class. Okay. And they have never been on radio before. Never, ever. So be a savage. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn, say hello. Hi. Kaylee, say hi. Hi. They're here. See? They can do it. They're real. Carolyn. They're real. (laughs) Kaylee. They're real. Okay. They're actual people, and uh, they're actually going to uh, talk about something that I have no idea what they're going to talk about. Uh, but first, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Bruce and find out what's going on in uh, the world of politics and uh, anything worth talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There, oh, there's always something worth talking about. It's like, Is isn't there... this a great time to be a political scientist? And I've been saying yes ever since, like, 1972. So. <laughs> um the, uh, the, the news for me today was that the Supreme Court, the Florida Supreme Court, is kind of dragging their heels on the abortion case on the 15-week law, mm-hmm. which means that they will not come to a decision. They are not likely to come to a decision until the legislative session is over. And what that means is that uh, Governor DeSantis will not have to face down the issue of a legislative ban um, that might involve a heartbeat bill or something like that during this legislative session. So he gets a reprieve here. Um, the problem is, uh, from the governor's point of view, that if he's running for president, um, he may be able to sell to his base a heartbeat bill. Uh, it would be very popular, I think, with his base and with a lot of Republicans in Florida. But it's unlikely to sell on the primary trail if he's up in places like New Hampshire or Minnesota or Iowa or places like that mm. where such bills are pretty unpopular. And so if, the longer he can avoid this issue, which he did all through the election period, 
um, the better off he is in terms of both governing Florida and in terms of being a presidential candidate. So the Supreme Court really gave him a, a huge favor here by avoiding the issue. Mm. Well, if uh, you're going to uh, do it that way or, or I guess put it in those terms, um, perhaps he thinks that the law that we have is sufficient. I believe so. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of Floridians think that the 15-week law is more than sufficient, if mm. not oppressive. No. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a good fit for us. We're not Alabama. We're not Mississippi. We're not right. going to pass a total ban. I mean, you um, see states like Missouri and the problems they're having. Yes, you exactly. Know. Exactly. Uh, of course, it, they, of course yeah. I, I hope. I mean, it seems like that uh, the governor has uh, good people advising him uh, enough to say, hey, look at Missouri. You don't want that to be you. Right. right. We would hope so. We would hope so. But there are some pretty strong voices in the House in particular mm. that are calling for this heartbeat bill. And will feel somewhat betrayed. Um, you know, it was a huge victory back in November. Yeah. And, you know, people would like to collect the spoils. And part of the spoils, I think, for people that are farther right on this issue yeah. um, is is the heartbeat bill. So, it, But the way that this is panning out, it probably won't come through the legislature anyway, you know, with the, uh, you know, with an eye on the 15-week ban still being before the court. So. So everybody is probably better off and we can kind of wait and see what other states are doing as well, which I think is also beneficial. What do you guys think about this? Have you did you see that this morning? Yeah, um, I, I agree with what that's you Caroline, said. by the way. Yes. Caroline. Yes, I'm Caroline. Um, yeah, I agree with what you said. I mean, I think I'm from Arkansas. And so, like, I'm pretty sure we can't get abortions like a lot of my friends are worried about that and being in Florida, even though it's not amazing, it's not like we're in New York or something, but at least it's not a complete ban, which right. is at least a little bit of a win. Well, I mean, you don't want to ever be in New York anyway. So. <laughs> oh, come um, on. Too cold up there. He has such an aversion. What do you think, Kaylee? So I'm actually from New York. Ah, ah Yes. <laughs> You just so, insulted her. So Lorianne's from New York, and I, I used to live in Brooklyn. It was too cold up there. Yeah. It oh, is too Westchester. cold up there. Oh, Objective. awesome! Yeah. I love Westchester. I mean, you have yeah. people like George Santos She's from New York. Upstate, so. though. Oh, there but, is George Santos. <laughs> upstate's a little different from. We've talked the city, a lot about him in class. It's still nice. I like Everybody's Westchester. talked about George Santos it's everywhere. I actually, um, I went to high school over in Stanford, and so I was oh, updated nice. on both Connecticut and New York. Yeah. And so it's just really interesting seeing how, like, the laws down here are completely, like, not completely different, but, however, Florida seems to be, like, the intermediary state between New York and Mississippi and Alabama. Mm. It's, like, they're not as strict as Mississippi and Alabama. However, it, they're not as, like, I don't want to say rigid as New York or California, but they're slightly different. Mm. Well, the, 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 the problem that a lot of states are running into are constitutional problems. You know, South Carolina just ran into this with their own Supreme Court, which is, which is very conservative, saying you can't pass laws about this. We have a privacy clause in the Constitution, and so you're stuck with what you got. And it's going to be very difficult for the legislature to do much about that. Um, what other states have done is they've tried to jump over the Constitution by amending it. And that did not go well, even in conservative states like Kentucky and Kansas, mm. uh, where those amendments were turned back. And the people of the state said, you know, no, we're not going to amend the Constitution for the, uh, so that you can pass this. Um, it's 
it's it's uh, it's it's a tangle, and this is what the court I think probably knew would happen. When you turn everything over to the states, you're going to have tremendous variation mm-hmm. over the 50 jurisdictions as to how the states handle these things. Um, so this shouldn't come as a surprise to to either sort of either camp, you know that 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 things are different across states. That's that was the intention, right? And uh, you know, if you're uh, if you have eyes on a national office, then you have to kind of look at. Uh, what's going on everywhere rather than just uh, where you are. Exactly. And uh, Governor DeSantis, you know, is 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 counting, you know, counting votes and counting electors and things like that. And he needs to win, you know, the Republican primary in New York or the Republican primary in New Jersey, the Republican primary in Connecticut, mm. um, as well as the Republican primary in Arkansas. So he's got to got to figure out what's going to appeal to all those voters and not just some of them. And there are more electors in New York and New Jersey than there are in Arkansas. That's right. So, uh, Good morning. You're on Polk County Live. Who's this? It's Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. What I don't understand is if if a woman, young young lady, is sexually active, why doesn't she take the birth control pill? Or if you accidentally get pregnant, there's the um, – where you can – the like morning. the night after or whatever they call it. The morning after. The morning it's, it's, after. Yeah, the morning after. Why wait until we're talking about a heartbeat or how, how you know. I couldn't agree with you more. And, mm. and I think that education on contraception has lagged to such a degree yeah. that, you know, the, the options are not always in front of people. Um, and, and they should be. Uh, parents need to take it upon themselves as well, I think, to educate their kids as to the consequences of activity and so on and so forth. There are a lot of intervening factors. You're exactly right, Judy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Plan B pill, for example, is something that is not no longer classed by the FDA as an abortion pill because right. it doesn't induce abortion. It prevents um, the uh, the egg from adhering. Right. So, you know, that's, that's going to be an option pretty, pretty much everywhere, I think. All right. Thanks, Judy. Thanks for tuning in, Lynn and Nick and Lorianne here with Dr. Bruce Anderson from Florida Southern College. Also, a couple of his students. We have Carolyn and Kaylee. Is it Caroline or Carolyn? Uh. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Caroline. Caroline. Just don't call her late for supper. She's good. There we go. We have a uh, we have a, a a prompt that we do in the class. Okay. That, uh, these two belong to the same uh, editorial group mm-hmm. in politics and the media, and every week they are supposed to come up with the top three stories that they think will last until Thursday. They do this on Tuesday. Ooh. So what do you guys have? What are your what are your picks for Thursday? Um are the one that we're actually picking is the one about Tyree Nichols and uh, the shooting or not the shooting, but the police brutality case in Memphis. Um and then the other two we chose, we did the tanks in mm-hmm. like Germany and like the Ukraine situation and what was the other one? Do you remember? Um, I think we were looking at the fact that uh, several of the Ukraine leaders actually resigned. Yeah, big corruption or, or, case. Or were dismissed. Dismissed. Yeah. Unceremoniously. Mm. The uh, the mm. leopard tank story is at the top of the news today because Germany says that they're sending 14. They're going to send some okay. because the U.S. had originally said they wouldn't send any M1 Abrams tanks uh, because they were too high tech and hard, yeah, too hard too to train uh, people to operate them and, and maintain them. But now they said they will send some and give them whatever training they need to operate them and maintain them. 
Um, and then after that, uh, then Germany was kind of pressured and say, oh, okay, we'll give them some too. Yeah, and and so. uh, the, uh, the the Leopard tanks actually operate, you know, with minimum of maintenance, and you can fix them easily. The yeah. Abrams tanks are far more complicated. Yeah, and they're pretty high tech. Hmm. So tell us a little bit about this case that you're looking at in Memphis. What's the... Um, basically, this... I'm not sure how old he was, but... His name is Tyree Nichols, and he was driving home from work, and he got pulled over. I think they said reckless driving, but they didn't elaborate, so I don't think it was that bad, and that's usually how they go. And um, they pulled him over, and then I think he got scared and maybe— He ran. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they, like, tackled him, and I think they tased him, and they beat him, and— then he went to the hospital, obviously, and he died three days later in the hospital. And mm. then also recently, um, the body cam footage was released to his parents. And even the chief um, police of Memphis was like really um, torn by the video because they know that it was awful. And we chose that story because um, they haven't released it to the public yet, but they are supposed to soon and the public has like really been pushing to see it which i know that once people see it like they're going to be even more upset because obviously i i know that the picture of him in the hospital is like people can see that and that's like a really really disturbing picture and i know the body cam footage is definitely way worse so um yeah and the parents are just fighting for justice for their son but there's a there's a word of caution here, isn't there? And that is that, you know, some things that appear on video may look absolutely horrific. Right. Um, at the same time, they may also be entirely justified. It depends on the circumstance. And there mm-hmm. are things that we see on video that look absolutely incredible, but it turns out that there that there is an explanation. So we want to be very careful with video uh, taping, body cams, and well, things. And I will say, the five officers involved have been fired. Um, yes. The FBI um, and the U.S. attorney are, inve- are are investigating as to what happened. So they're not under suspension. Um, They've been fired. No, they were yeah. fired. And so that, that um, has to be for cause. So. Yes. Um, and they normally they would just cause. put them uh, on suspension mm-hmm. or, you know, assign them in different duties until mm-hmm. the investigation was complete. But in this case, uh, they were fired. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. A lot of people uh, say that uh, sometimes uh, the police overstepped uh, their authority. And, you know, they, they need to have authority for to do their job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's necessary. Well, they're not always in the right. Um, but they are not always in the right. Uh, and I think uh, probably 98% of the time they are. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that 2%, it's like anything else. Uh, there's, not, it, there's not a perfect person in the world. And every profession has uh, its bad apples. Yeah, good point. Good point. And there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of law enforcement officers in right. the United States. You're going to turn up. Some pretty bad people along the way, just as you would, you know, among fast food workers. And it's sad this happened. Uh, the, the the guy said he was ran because he was, well his he didn't say because his lawyers, uh, I guess the lawyer for the case said that he ran because he was afraid mm-hmm. for his life and uh, he was just trying to get home to his parents. Um, that's what they're saying on that side. And then you have to look at the other side, but they're not saying a whole lot on that side because they don't want to say anything until an investigation is done. How old was this kid, Caroline? I'm not sure. He was young. He he definitely wasn't like a minor under eighteen. No, he, he was twenty nine. Oh, oh okay. twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. okay. 
I didn't know so, he was that old. Yeah. Well, aren't they having the trial of the five officers in Connecticut now for the gentleman that he would? They put him in the paddy wagon. There's no seatbelts apparently, and mm-hmm. the officer stopped short, and he went flying into the back of the paddy wagon, hit his head on the metal mm-hmm. door, and he was paralyzed. Oh my! And so the officers they brought him to the station and they pulled him out and were yelling at him that he was drunk and they were pulling him out and they threw him in the cell and this guy's paralyzed and so f- there's five of them involved in that too i think they're yeah. trying that case now well they're getting a lot more prominence yeah. cases like this because you know of the floyd situation a couple of years ago yeah very interested in and also uh people were comparing the this to rodney king hmm. what had the memphis case. oh yeah, yeah they were talking about yeah. that yeah. uh well, I mean, will it all matter? We're only 90 seconds away from midnight, according to the doomsday clock. So <laughs> I saw that. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> That's 10 less seconds yeah. than yesterday. Yeah. It's actually a minute uh, less than the last time they updated oh. it. So oh. the closest it's ever been. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Dr. Thank Bruce, uh, ladies. that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.